It's time for JT the Brick. Receiver from the University of Colorado, number 21, Cliff Branch. We kick off the summer of Cliff Branch. Parker drops back to pass. Steps up. He looks. Over the middle. He's got it. Touchdown Raiders! It's caught by Cliff Branch! The summer of Cliff. Cliff Branch. All summer long. JT the Brick. Prepare your phone call. I want Cliff content from you. Stabler plays fake back to pass. Gets a big rush. Otto cuts the man. Stabler throwing deep for Branch. He's got it to 20. But 10. Touchdown, Raiders! What separated Cliff was he was amazing, meticulous route runner. As we count down to Cliff, the summer of Cliff on the flagship. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Pretty much four weeks away, Raider Nation, from... The induction ceremony where Cliff Branch will be officially enshrined and introduced into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a member of its 2022 induction class. So congratulations to Cliff Branch, his family. Everybody's very happy for him in the Raider Nation. And we can't wait to see that moment, see that bust out there and be able to celebrate as a family. The JT The Brick Show is presented by Grimaldi's. Experience the best New York style pizza with the freshest ingredients. Visit them at the Palazzo, South Rainbow, Boca Park and Green Valley. Anywhere in town you're at, there's a location nearby open for dine-in delivery and takeout. I got hungry and I'm craving pizza now since reading that ad so i need some grimaldi's can they hook it up bobby hopefully hopefully they can soon it'd be nice but not at the moment somebody that's helping me out all the time out here with the best coverage for the raiders is the one and only vinnie von senor who we have today now back to the JT The Brick Show. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. You listen to Vinny Bonsignor every morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the morning tailgate. And now you're hearing him today on the JT The Brick Show. Second Friday in a row here for Vinny on the JT The Brick Show. And you're, you got to talk with me, Vinny. I'm sorry. JT ain't in. How are you? I'm doing great, and it's always an honor to talk to you. And by the way, I think you're a lot like me. We're always hungry for pizza, right? Yeah, man. I'm craving some pizza, some tequila, a little bit Ooh. of everything. It's Friday, man. We gotta, Absolutely. we gotta have a good weekend. I'm with you on that, man. Let's get, let's uh, let's make that happen. So the Raiders, groundbreaking news. It seems like there's no break with the silver and black. There's always something happening. Unfortunately, right now, it's something positive with Sandra Douglas Morgan being introduced and announced as a new team president. What are your thoughts on that announcement, Vinny? Yeah, um, and, uh, you know, a historic day, obviously, uh, yesterday. Uh, not surprising uh, when, when the Raiders uh, are involved um, and, you know, all the... Uh, uh, the glass ceilings that they've broke uh, through uh, over the years, uh, the latest being, um, you know, this hire of the first African American president uh, in NFL history. Let's hope it's not going to be the last, or or that the next is is very far behind. You know, I think that that's what kind of strikes me, or or um, what I've been thinking about a lot. You know. Um, when you talk about the significance uh, of her hire, um, but then what she is indicative of to me is that, you know, there are a lot of people of color, uh, women, you know, women of color uh, that have impeccable resumes, just as she does. And for whatever reason, um, you know, over the years, uh, uh, that group uh, and minorities have been overlooked uh, far too much. 
uh, when it comes to hiring for jobs like this. And um, it wasn't hard to find her. Um, she was, you know, right down the street uh, over at uh, Caesars, and it didn't take uh, Mark Davis long to find her. And and that's my that's my whole point, I guess. Is you don't have to look far uh, for great candidates uh, among you know people of color and minorities, women, and all that. And, and I'm hoping that we we get to a point where um, this isn't you know a big deal uh, a- anymore. It is for all the almost wrong reasons. Uh, this is, you know, it shouldn't have taken this long for this type of hire to happen um, because there are many, many, many qualified people uh, out there uh, that for positions like this. And it's high time uh, we started recognizing that um, and, and making sure that they are considered and hired in the future. Yeah, as, as a Latino, as a minority myself, you look at it and it's true. There's not a lot of folks that look like me in top positions in professional sports in the United States. But fortunately, for example, right now, first African-American woman, Sandra Douglas Morgan, to become a president. But at the same time, it's only the third African-American president in NFL history. The first one, Jason Wright, he was hired 2020. Sashi Brown, Baltimore this year. Third female president in the NFL, Kim Pegula, 2018 Buffalo. Chrissy Coleman this year in Carolina. You go back to 2017, you still hadn't had a single female or a single African-American to be a president in the NFL. This needs to change. Unfortunately, the Raiders are being a part of it. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, it's encouraging to hear um, that uh, as of you know recently, um, we're seeing it more. Uh, we need to see more of it, though. Um, and you know, uh, and I think we will. I think there's people that have earnest hearts uh, and are, are and are genuine. I know. I've talked to people in the NFL who, for you know, um, uh, the last five years or so, got to do better. We got to do better. We have to do better as a league. We have to do better uh, as a, a team and organizations. Um, you know, making sure that we're considering everybody and open to everybody uh, because, you know, it's, it's, it's not cool to hear, you know, when you talk about um, as a Latino that um, there aren't, you know, uh, the, 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 the numbers are few in terms of people that, you know, uh, look like you, um, uh, to put it that way. Uh, because what's sad about the, that is there are people that, um, uh, that, that have the resume, that have the qualifications, that can absolutely do the job. Uh, and that's where um, it, it angers me sometimes, uh, or oftentimes, is because it's not you know just putting somebody in a position. There are many, many qualified people for those jobs, uh, and, and we need to start being more aware of that. Absolutely. And everybody saw the press conference online of the Raiders introducing uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan as a new team president. But Vinny, you've been in all these kinds of events. Media sometimes saves their best questions for whenever the person being introduced or the boss like Mar Davis being out there to ask them once it's not on camera on the stream. And something that Mark Davis said in that little uh, media scrum, let's call it that way, once we all got him on the side is that he knows what he doesn't know. And he's going to hire people to do their job. And there's high hopes with the new team president, especially after the reports came out with the New York Times and the great coverage that Mick Akers did as well with the Review Journal. They want to make this team not be too corporate, be a family, and make sure everybody feels safe, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, there, uh, obviously uh, there's been some issues. Um, but uh, what's what's encouraging about that is that uh, it's being addressed, and that's the be- that's what you have to do, um, you know. And I think that uh, you know, he- hearing Mark Davis uh, and hearing Sandra uh, talk about you know already looking into it and already figuring out ways 
to make it better. Because ultimately, what you want to build um, is a, a welcoming place to work. You know, look, we all, whatever our jobs are, um, you know, we spend a lot of time uh, at those jobs, and you want to make sure that you're creating an environment that people want to work there, that people feel good about going to work there uh, on a daily basis, and there isn't any anxiety, there isn't any apprehension, there aren't any issues, and when issues come uh, about uh, that, you know, if you express them, they're going to be heard and they're going to be dealt with. Uh, and I think that, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, maybe there were uh, some, some uh, cracks that things kind of fell through a, a little bit. And, and, uh, but what's important is that they're aware of that and they're trying to fix that. And, um, and I, I feel like knowing where Mark Davis's heart is uh, and where his mind is, I think uh, that that's all going to get taken care of. Max Crosby, one of the team's stars, one of the best defensive ends in the NFL, one of the best pass rushers in the league. He was there. He didn't have to be there, but he was there. That's what this team is trying to make, a family. What impression does it leave on you that one of his play, their players took a couple of hours out of his day to be present in such an important day? Yeah, and I think that that's what you're, you're striving for. You know, um, Max Crosby, uh, you know, uh, his employment with the with the Raiders is as a, is a football player, you know, and um, he does his job, and there's people over there on the business side that do their job. Um, and sometimes those, those you know, uh, those lines don't necessarily cross. Uh, but you want them to, and you want there to be complete buy-in um, in all facets uh, of the organization and every office uh, in the building. And so for a prominent player um, to, to be present at this, uh, at this ceremony and this press conference, um, it, it, it lets you know that you know, the players do care about that, and they should, really, uh, and honestly, because you know, the, the, you're only as good as, as your organization. And I think really that's what the Raiders are trying to build is a great uh, organization. And when you can get your, pl- your players um, you know, to, to buy into that, uh, and to, to be excited about going to something like that, uh, to me, that's a really good sign. And we saw Chandler Jones also, um, you know, tweet, tweet out some thoughts uh, that they were heartfelt uh, and uh, insightful. And I was glad to see, you know, Chandler uh, doing his thing in that regard. And, and again, um, you know, it's, it's, it's what you want uh, uh, to have happen. And let's not lose sight of the fact that there was a historical aspect uh, to what happened yesterday. And I think that, you know, players appreciate that as well. Of course, we're talking with Vinny Vonsignor, Raiders insider for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And, of course, he's part of the family here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You can listen to him every day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 10 AM on the morning tailgate. Uh, Vinny, you have been in the league for a long time covering the NFL. Can you tell the folks that probably don't know what the team president does in the NFL? It's way different than the general manager that's in charge of the of the football side of things. What does a team president do? Uh, everything. Um, almost every signage that you saw uh, hanging uh, over at Allegiant Stadium, the stadium itself, um, you know, those are, those are uh, deals that, um, you know, obviously the sales department and, and you know, cop, corporate sponsors, uh, cop, cor- corporate sponsor office uh, negotiates, but it's really the president uh, that leads that charge. Um, when you're talking about the connection to the business community, um, the president um, is leading that charge. 
politics are always involved. Um, you know, the president is, is uh, you know, uh, involved in, in that as well. Um, it's everything. It's everything that, you know, uh, has to do with your organization, setting budgets for all the departments, including, um, you know, uh, uh, how much money um, Dave Ziegler has to spend, you know, building the football team. You know, that's going to go through her office. Obviously, there's a, there'll be a CEO, uh, chief financial uh, officer, that, that type, of, type, type of deal. Uh, but it's all under her uh, now. And so uh, they have their hand uh, in everything, uh, in every uh, realm of the organization. So human resources, uh, reports to the, to the president, uh, every, ticket sales, all of those types of things, um, you know, report to the president and they oversee that. Um, and, and also, uh, and this is a really important part of the job as well, um, it's an ambassador uh, to the community, to the fans, Raider Nation. Um, that's that's what that person um, serves, uh, the role that they serve. So uh, it's all encompassing. And I know that you know, just it was it was kind of funny uh, look, uh, following on social media. People were throwing out names, and you know, uh, as far as you know, who who they thought should be the president. I thought Bill Romanowski, you know, and, and that, hmm. not, no disrespect to guys like Bill Romanowski or or anyone else that was uh, uh, that, that was mentioned. I, I know I, I don't think fans, as you just mentioned, uh, always have a a clear idea of what exactly a team president does, uh, but but you have to be um, almost an expert in every finances, marketing, public relations, um, all of that type of stuff falls under that uh, under that umbrella. So there's it behooves you to have an extremely extremely uh, qualified person, and that's exactly what Nicole is. Oh my God! You look into Sandra Douglas Morgan's. I mean, no, I'm sorry, Sandra. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sandra Douglas Morgan, you look into her resume and you could take a whole day just going into every single thing she has done. And she's been there. She's done that. And the best part, she has been there and done that here in Las Vegas. The amount of connections that he has. I remember reading an article about Dave Ziegler once he took the de facto GM job out there in New England where they were saying there's not a more connected guy in the NFL than Dave Ziegler. If you need to contact someone for something, Ziegler's your guy to go. I think it's the same case with Sandra Douglas Morgan. You need anything in Las Vegas, you go to her. And the best part is I haven't heard a single bad thing said about her from anybody in the higher ups. So that's the kind of person. The Raiders, they hit a home run in free agency with Chandler Jones in the trade market with Devontae Adams. I think this offseason, well, of course, Ziegler and McDaniels, they hit another home run right here with Santa Sandra Douglas Morgan. Yeah, and um, uh, I think what you uh, what, what you just hit on uh, is really important. Uh, those local ties. Las Vegas is a very unique city. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's a very small uh, town. A lot of big cities are actually small towns, believe it or not. You know, uh, and and uh, a lot there's there's a lot of connection between the various entities, uh, you know, industries and politics. Um, and 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 she has certainly walked in all of those shoes, uh, and that's really encouraging and, and important. Um, you know, and and you look at the at her resume. Uh, she's done things that, uh, if that's all she did, would be a career for a lot of different people. Um, and yet she just keeps building and building and building. And and it'll be interesting because I think this is going to be 
um, you know, I wouldn't say her defining moment, uh, but you know, uh, when, when the history books are written, um, this is going to be the prominent deal uh, that they talk about uh, with her. And I have uh, not only just extremely high hopes, but I have um, uh, extremely high confidence uh, that she's going to take this thing and run with it. And when you look at the Raider organization, um, it's, 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 it's truly a turnkey situation. You got the stadium built, the stadium sold out. Uh, you've got um, the, the beautiful new facility uh, in Henderson. You have certainty in terms of where you're going to be. Um, you know, over the next 30 plus years, that was not the case five, six years ago or so. Uh, it was hard to make long range decisions when you didn't know where you were going to be. Was it going to be in Oakland? Was it going to be in LA? Was it going to be in San Antonio? Uh, well, it's here in Las Vegas. Uh, and with all of that solidified, um, you know, the next thing and the next step is, is as Mark Davis uh, talked about, kind of returning to the roots of the family organization a little bit, got away from them uh, with the pandemic. Remember, the building was not open. The, the offices were not open for a long time, all the way through 2020, just when the team was moving here. That was all closed down, so it was difficult to build cohesiveness uh, and, and chemistry between, you know, all the employees because nobody was in the building. Um, so, you know, some things, like I said, maybe it may have fallen through the cracks because of that. Uh, but now uh, they're back up and running, and I think uh, building that, that uh, welcoming place to work um, and a family uh, atmosphere is important. But then also taking the Raiders uh, above and beyond, because you always hear Mark Davis talk about this. The future of the Raiders is in the future, right? The greatness of the Raiders is in the future. Um, and, and, and so uh, while they are at one of the great places that they've been in a long, long time in all phases of the operation, uh, there's still nowhere to go but up, and I feel like uh, they have the right people in place uh, to make sure that happens. You go back to, well, we're talking with Vinny Vonsignor, Review Journal, Raider Nation, Radio 920 AM. Very grateful to have him joining me here for the second week in a row on a Friday. We spoke football last week. We're talking more the business side of things now with the new president being announced for the Raiders. Uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan is the third person in the last calendar year to have this position with the Raiders. Uh, Mark Bedane, we're coming up to the one-year anniversary from when he left this, the team. Dan Ventrelli had the position for 10 months, and now Sandra Douglas Morgan, are there different challenges that Bedane had, who was key with the stadium being built? Uh, Dan Ventrelli, who was there with the first season of the stadium open to the fans, and now Sandra Douglas Morgan. How different are the challenges for each one of them, Vinny? Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, going back to Mark Bedane, um, you know, and the work that he did side by side uh, with Mark Davis putting the deal together uh, for Allegiant Stadium and, and everything else uh, that followed here in Las Vegas. Uh, and just being able to, um, you know, uh, create uh, and build a safe landing uh, place for the Raiders because there was great uncertainty on where they were going to be. Uh, they were behind a rock and a hard place, um, you know, uh, with that stadium situation up in Oakland, uh, and then getting uh, kind of kind of uh, jockey out of position uh, in Los Angeles. Where were they going to go um, to be able to uh, turn uh, and pivot? from Los Angeles and Oakland, for that matter, uh, to here in Las Vegas. Um, it took ingenuity. It took um, imagination. Uh, it took political will um, and, and uh, a work ethic and getting everybody rowing in the same direction to create what they've created here. And, and, and so that was a whole other uh, set of circumstances and challenges, uh, for that matter. Um, and now, you know, um, you, you, you're, at, you're in a place now um, where the new leaders uh, take over and it's building off of that. There's always going to be fires to put out. There's always going to be challenges. 
uh, you never know, um, you know, uh, when you wake up each morning, uh, what the new challenge is, is, is going to be. Um, but I think she's prepared for it. Uh, and I really do want to see um, where they go from here, because I truly believe that the sky is the limit uh, for the Raiders, both as a football team and competing for, for championships, uh, and also as just an entire organization uh, that ultimately becomes something that other people say, hey, that's what we want to be. Uh, see how the Raiders do it? Uh, that's how we, it's got to be done. Uh, and, I, and I believe um, that they're, that they're uh, headed in that direction, and I think that that's kind of the challenge, one of the challenges um, you know, that this new leadership group faces in terms of making sure that happens. And I'm going to close off with this, Vinny Bonsignor. How crazy is it? We're less than four weeks away from the first preseason game for the Raiders. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, we, we, it's been on the calendar for a while now, um, and we keep looking at it, uh, and it's getting closer and closer and closer, and, and we love that. Uh, the train's getting ready to leave the station, um, and once it does, uh, it's on. And, uh, and we're talking literally about a week or so uh, when training camp opens up. And that train leaves the station, and uh, and, and you never know uh, what kind of ride you're getting on uh, from a year to year, season to season. But I know this: I think the Raiders are in a really good position uh, to compete for some really special things this year. Uh, and now it's just you know uh, uh, putting one foot uh, in front of the other uh, and letting that lead you. Uh, but I, but I, as far as the leadership part of it, from uh, the business side to over on the football side, uh, I think they're primed. Uh, to do some pretty special things. Big things coming for the Raiders. I'm supposed to be in Mexico right now, but now I'm here. I'm out here instead of being out there with my family, filled in for JT the Brick three days today, doing some work with the Review Journal in Espanol uh, all next week. So you got to follow follow where it is. And fortunately, a lot of sports news out here in Las Vegas to be covering. Vinny, where would you rather be? Vegas, man. Vegas, baby. I mean, well. With my family in Mexico for a week or two, and then out here in Las Vegas. There's no other place better than it. You're there in spirit, man. I try. I try. Thank you so much, Vinny Bonsignor. All right, brother. Take care. Have a great weekend, Vinny. Thank you so much for him and his sponsors for joining us here today on the JT The Brick Show, taking us inside the huddle. Let's go to a break. Raider Nation, we're going to come right back with Pavan Lakat, who is a professional Madden player. Yes, there are pro gamers out there who do big things. He's a four-time club champion representing the Raiders. We're going to talk to him about everything involving the gaming community and how Madden keeps getting bigger and bigger. This is the JT The Brick Show on a Friday. Back into the gun. The backfield is empty. Takes a snap. Fires on a cross. Spin. Jackpot, baby! Vegas touchdown! Card to Darren Waller! Raider Nation, you hear that in the voice of Brent Musburger on the radio, and you heard him plenty of years on TV. But also, you can hear calls of Derek Carr connecting with his players on video games of course madden is legendary and i got a madden pro on the line four-time raiders club champion pavan lockett let me ask you first what's the correct pronunciation of your name because that's always my first question i ask somebody that i'm not 
completely certain that how I pronounce his name. And thank you for taking the time to be here with us. I appreciate the time. And uh, you said it, you said it pretty spot on, you know, I can't complain about that pronunciation. How you tell me how, how you say it that way I can try to say uh, it as, as much yeah. as, as close uh, as possible. So the first name Pavin, you said it right. It's Pavin Lacotte. Lacotte. So, you know, you said it really well. Yeah. I try. I try my best as a yeah. as an announcer no on the radio. I try my best to always have it as close as possible. So, Pavin, uh, first off, congratulations! It was your birthday recently. Uh, I just you just turned twenty two years old, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so Monday, July the fourth was my twenty second birthday. Same day as the heavenly birthday of Al Davis, so that's a cool person yeah. to be associated with in that aspect. Pavin, uh, you've been uh, a Madden pro for a lot of time right now. What does it take to be a, mat- a professional Madden player? Um, so the main thing is a lot of time. Like you got to put a lot of time and hours into Madden itself. And I've been blessed to be surrounded with some of the better players, and not even that, just really good friends that just so happen to be good at Madden and you know from there it's just a natural connection we could talk Madden we could talk sports and we're just having a good old time rather than you know that's something that's forced upon us we we willingly do it we have a lot of fun and um, we all get better at the game in that way of course and Pavin what did it take for you to be able to represent the Raiders and win the club championship for four years? And if you just turned 22, you were even younger than that. I saw that picture I posted of you today on the promotional for the for the show, and you looked really, really young rocking that Derek Carr jersey. What does it take to be able to represent the Raiders that way and win the club championship? Yeah, so when I started uh, first representing the Raiders in the club championship, I was around 18 years old, I want to say. And that was like my senior year, or junior year of high school. So, uh, you know, obviously at that time I was in high school, you know, you got to study, you got to do your homework. But a lot of the time I was sacrificing and putting, you know, my time and efforts into playing Madden. Obviously I tried to balance it as well as I could. But in the, uh, in the end goal, you know, I, I put a little bit more time into Madden. And, you know, thankfully for me, it was the right decision. Um, obviously there's plenty more tournaments I could participate in. Plenty more Maddens I, I plan on playing. Plenty of more content I, I'm, you know, ready to drop. And that's all in the coming years. So, so far, you know, so good. I'm blessed to be where I'm at. And, you know, I just can't wait to continue to play. So mid-August is when the new edition of Madden, Madden 23, comes out with John Madden on the cover. Can you explain to maybe those of us who aren't as knowledgeable in video games as you, who are an expert, what does Madden mean in the in the professional gaming landscape? Um, so, John Madden, first things first, rest in peace to Coach Madden. I'm so happy, so excited uh, for this, you know, John Madden. I mean, he's Coach Madden. He's, you know, with the Raiders. Like, it's just such a perfect blend. And, you know, I, I really do think it's going to be a great game with all the time and effort and all the everything going on. I feel like they they're going to spend a lot of time and you know perfect the game, uh, Madden in the overall esports aspect. I mean, you see it now. A lot of these top tier gaming organizations and clans are will are merging into the NFL. So one example is like Space Clan. They uh, just now recently got good ties with the NFL. They have a good collaboration going on, and from there it's like you know NFL athletes like Kyler Murray are playing video games. Um, you know, just all these pro athletes, uh, 
plus, you know, pro gaming athletes are merging into, you know, what it is now, gaming uh, 2022. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Back in the day, to play with a friend, we would have to have a Nintendo or a Sega in the same exact location and be play together. Nowadays, Pavan, you guys can play anywhere in the world at whatever time, and you can play with another person instead of just playing with the machine. How much has that helped evolve the video game industry? Oh, it means a lot. Not only can we do that with online play, uh, we are able to, you know, stream our gameplays, YouTube our gameplays, to now, you know, instead of just two people playing or watching and witnessing that, you know, fun matchup going on, it could be hundreds, it could be thousands of people, you know, learning the game, having fun, commenting on what they're seeing, and just overall just playing and enjoying the game that we love of John Madden football. And the folks in the NFL, they're smart. They associate with people like you. You mentioned the face folks as well, that they're getting associated with them. You guys bringing a very young audience that maybe don't watch football but play Madden, and once they start playing Madden, they want to watch the football games too. They want to get involved with the teams and follow with teams. This is a way to engage the younger audience, correct? 100%. And you are kind of spot on with that. Uh, a lot of my friends, you know, they don't, they didn't really know too much about football growing up or, you know, uh, even to when they started playing Madden. But playing Madden has brought them that love and joy of football to now, you know, we're rooting for specific players to go off each week to get upgrades in Madden. That way, you know, we could get their new uh, upgraded card with, you know, 99 speed or whatever it may be. And it's just a lot of fun. We're talking with Pavin Laka from, uh, he's a Madden professional. I'm still astonished at that. I mean, I got a feeling that if you and I played at the same time a video game, I would be losing like 72 to nothing in the first quarter. Because the last time I played a Madden video game, Peyton Hillis was on the cover. And wow. I, I yeah. had to check right now online which Madden was that. And it was like, no, Madden 12. Or you know what? No, Madden 25. Who was it? Uh, Barry. Barry Sanders, exactly. That one's more recent or older? Um, that one is definitely a little more older, but, you know, in terms of Madden 12 or whatever it may be, it is more recent. And a lot of people did like that game. That was, I think, like the first game that was actually on, a, I think it was PS4, the first Madden that dropped on PS4. So, like, it was all PS3 before that, and then PS4 came out, and that was, like, the, one of the first Maddens that had came out on PS4. And now we're on PS5, so, I mean... You know, that's just how the gaming industry works. It keeps, it keeps evolving like crazy. If you don't mind me asking, how much of an investment does somebody have to make to get to your level of being able to potentially be a professional in the video game industry and call yourself one of the best in the world? Because it's not only buying the video game and getting the, the console. It's way more than that, correct? Yeah, so to get to my point, you know, you're definitely going to have to spend a good amount of, you know, uh, money on, you know, building your team up because nowadays, you know, uh, it's not just like regular teams. It's uh, called MUT, not an ultimate team. And from there, you can constrict your own roster, construct your own roster from, you know, current NFL pro players such as, you know, Derrick Henry, Darren Waller, Derek Carr to, you know, Raider greats or, you know, NFL legends such as Randy Moss, Nambi Osamoa. Willie Brown, Bo Jackson, those are just some of the few names that Mutt has to offer. There's so many great players, so many legends in it. And that's one part of the investment. Another part is just the overall amount of time you have to spend 
it's quite a grind and quite a sacrifice. Um, but, you know, slowly but surely, if you spend a few hours a day or an hour a day, you know, you could see that return on investment. And you never know where it could take you. I'm always intrigued in the ways that football grows both in the real world with folks on the field, but also virtually where you look at social media, what guys are doing there, the video games. I remember being at the Pro Bowl. Don't remember remember exactly which player it was, but someone approached them and told them, hey, man, we play together in this and this. And it was like, oh, that's you. What's up? And they get to meet in person for the first time because over the past couple of years, everything has been uh, virtual online and you just hear folks talking to you or watching them on a computer, but not in person. And so that was a cool moment to watch and hearing that the players get involved in that big of a way. That's pretty cool. So who's the biggest player that you have gone against in the NFL? Have you played against the uh, pro? Um, so I did. I, I have two instances of me playing with or against a pro. One was I, I played about, I think, a year or two ago. He just played a quick line rest head-to-head game and a lot of I actually posted that to my YouTube channel. And then another instance was um, a different variation of that. And it was like a duo game mode, a uh, new implemented game mode called Squad. I played with Jonathan Abrams, and um, it was actually on ESPN and all that happened. That's very, very cool. So. Pavin, yeah. I know you have a YouTube channel and also your social media. If you want to plug them, this is the perfect time to do so and uh, have people follow you on there. Yeah, so if you guys want to check me out on social, it's at Pavin Lakai, P-A-V-A-N-L-A-K-H-A-T, no spaces. And that you can find me on all my socials, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and Twitter. Pavin Lakat, he's a Madden professional, four-time Raiders Club champion. He's the man to go when you want to talk about video games. And when I found out I was doing the JT The Brick Show today, I was like, you know what? I know Pavin would be a fantastic guest to talk about this aspect of the sport because it keeps growing, and you're part of that growth, man. So congratulations, and keep doing your thing. Thank you so much for your joining me today, Pavin. I appreciate the time and, you know, thank you uh, for, you know, just having me on the show and I can't wait to continue to grind. Raider Nation, so show him some love on Twitter, Pavin Lakat, and check out his YouTube channel as well. And you might end up bumping into him playing into a video game here or there. Madden 23 is coming out in mid August. Raider Nation, it's time to take another break and then close the show here on a Friday. Resorts World with more than 40 food and beverages experiences to explore. Resorts World Las Vegas offers more globally inspired dishes than any other destination on the Strip. Visit him this weekend and you'll have a blast out there at Resorts World. Let's go to a break. Raider Nation 702-365-9200. It's your last chance to call in on today's JT The Brick Show. People can't accept the fact that athletes are now businessmen and no longer just playing basketball. And at some point, people have to realize and be able to accept the fact that athletes are businessmen and we make business moves and business decisions because you are operating a business. 
I am operating Draymond Green Inc. or whatever you want to call it. So why, if Draymond Green makes a move, a business move, is it not viewed as just that? Let's talk about the move that's made. Is that a good move for business or is it not? But to start calling somebody weak and they run from challenges, that's baffling to me because that man has worked his entire life to be in that position to where he controls where he goes next. And by the way, everyone in the NBA can't control where they go next. So to be in that position, to have the opportunity to control what you do next, that's the American dream. Golden State Warriors star, champion Draymond Green, defending Kevin Durant's trade request. All right, Draymond, I hear you. Yeah, you guys are businessmen. You guys are making your money and you want to make the best move possible for your career. But you signed a contract. And Kevin Durant, who did he want on that team at first? Kyrie Irving. Did he get him? He did. Then he requested James Harden. Team made that move for him. There he goes. Didn't work out as the, the same the way he wanted to. Now he's like, you know what? I'm gone. I want to go to somewhere else. And I've heard people, and you know what? There's no no trade clause or only he can only get traded to these teams. No, he can get traded anywhere that Brooklyn wants. The issue is, if it's someone that Kevin Durant doesn't want to go to, you can just sit out and not play and spend the last years of his career just watching the NBA at home, watching it on NBA TV or NBA On Demand. I don't think that's right. Yeah, you're businessmen, but you guys sign contracts. I mean, if you don't want to fulfill it, stay at home. I just think it's not the way sports should be going right now. And now Kevin Durant asking for a trade. It's crazy. This sports world is definitely not what it used to be in the past. It keeps evolving. But I'm like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you guys are businessmen, right? Do the same thing as of golf. Create your own basketball league. You got the money. You got the support from the fans. You don't want to play for that team? Create your own team. Create your own league. And then you'll see what the front office goes through. What the coaches go through. The players, they get on the court. They do their job in an amazing fashion. A lot of them. They're pros. They're the 1% of the 1%. So those guys, they know the challenges that it takes to be on the court and deliver. They know the challenges, the football players, of getting on the field and delivering on the field. Soccer players of getting on the pitch and getting the job done. They don't know the challenges that the owners are going through, the front office is going through, the sales folks are going through, the communications people are going through. But all they want is that money. And they're getting paid already. They want to be businessmen? That's just chasing a ring. He just wants to make more money another way. So it's crazy. You know, one thing I've learned in my so-called decades in the sport world is what goes up almost always comes down. Guys like Terrell Owens and guys with big mouths and huge egos that want to talk a lot of nonsense and blah, blah, blah. You go looking for them about five, ten years later, where are they? They're begging to get on a radio show. They're begging to work over on ESPN, whatever the case may be. I cannot personally wait 
until this rocket comes crashing back to Earth. And it's going to happen sooner or later. Which of those two rockets are you talking about? Draymond Green or Kevin Durant? Draymond Green. Absolutely. Because, I mean, at least Kevin Durant has the good common sense to keep his full mouth shut. Most of the time. Well, at the moment he does. He'll go on and his that, podcast soon. Let him. You know what? I mean, as long, right now he's doing what the agents tell him to do. Sit down, shut up, do what you're supposed to do. We'll take care of the business of this. Draymond has his ring, so now he's just going to talk a whole lot of mess and whatnot. And that's cool. You know what? To the victors go the spoils, and that's all cool. But, man, I cannot wait until that rocket comes crashing back to Earth because you know it's going to. And you know what? One thing I love is I, I haven't heard any drama when it comes to dollar signs in the silver and black. There could be drama, but there hasn't been drama, and they're just waiting. Darren Waller, he just said, hey, I'll let my agents take care of it. I'll just be here and play. You know, right now, because with the Raiders, you've got a situation where nobody's won anything yet, so everybody's still hungry. Everybody's still on the same focused team. They have one set goal in mind, all that kind of thing. They go out and win a Super Bowl. Now you're going to start seeing the egos and the agents getting in people's ears, and then you'll have people fluttering off the Carolina or whatever. It's those folks speaking in their ears and making was like, hey, you got to go do this. You got to go do that. And I got afraid when Darren Waller signed with uh, LeBron's agency. With Rich Paul, I was like, oh, my God. Now they're going to do what they're doing with every basketball player that they sign. I think this kid is a little more well-grounded than that sort of thing. But Good. That, that's just my, what do I know? I hope we get Darren Waller for a while. Let's talk a little bit about baseball, Raider Nation, and a team that I wish they weren't doing well, but they are, the Houston Astros. First pitch, and Alvarez hits this one deep to left. It sends back Benatendi at the wall. See you later! on Alvarez puts the Astros on top with his 26th home run of the year. It's 3-2, Houston. The Houston Astros, after all the controversy, the cheating, and everything going on out there, they got the best record in the AL West. 54 wins, 28 losses. Jordan Alvarez, MVP candidate. He's third in all of Major League Baseball with 26 home runs. And the Astros, they're not stopping. They keep going hard. And they lost Carlos Correa. He left in free agency, and they still keep doing their thing. Frustrating, but they're doing their thing. But look at it this way. I mean, what other good teams do you have in the AL West right now? Yeah, they Houston suck. and who? That's it. I mean, Mariners right. are the only other team that's barely 500. They're 42 and 42. Then right. you go Rangers and Angels. And you got to figure. Terrible. And you got to figure they got to play these teams 19 times in a season. So of course Houston's going to get fat beaten up on these guys. Hey, they did all right when they played against the Yankees. Yeah, well that's April. Let's talk about what happens in October. That's true. Well, it was in July. You know, I it mean, was after, this past after month. you spend your time, you know, getting your ego built up because you've been beating the hell out of the Angels and whatever. You know, and then you come on to the playoffs and you have to take on the Yankees, the Red Sox, Tampa Bay. It's going to be it's going to be a little tougher swing for them. I'll say this. They did pretty well against the Mets and they pretty much split the series. their two series against the Yankees. Oh, so they're a good they're team. The two, they're, yeah, they're, they're a good they're team. They're a good team. But I'm I, mean, I, just, I just think that their record is a little inflated because of the division they're in. Just Wednesday, I was in an elevator with a couple from out of town, and they were wearing Astros jerseys, and I wanted to talk trash, and I'm like, well, right now they got a better record than the Dodgers, so... Uh, you, would you actually talk trash to total strangers in an elevator because they were oh, wearing yeah, sports-related, yeah. But it's, it, I wouldn't take it too far. 
Uh-huh. I just do like a joke about the trash cans or something. But I was like, you know what? This year they're doing well. I got to wait until the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I would do that in the 21st century. You don't know which one of these guys got a gun under the. No, it was a couple. It was a couple. Well, but Female both <laughs> You're like both Did of you them. see the two lunatics that were standing in front of their house last year? There was a parade going by and they come out and they whip out the guns and blah, blah, blah. I don't like guns. I don't a either. lot of folks don't either. So. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you something about guns. I'm not a huge gun guy, but over the years I've learned that a lot of people out there that are real into their guns the way I'm into like guitars and stuff. So I can understand on that kind of level. True. Of course, there's nothing about my guitar that's going to kill anyone except the ripping solo. But <laughs> there you go, Bobby. A little Eddie Van Halen style. but Team that's gunning it, the Mets. They're kicking butt too out there in the NL East. The 1-1 hit high in the air to right field, charging in Marte, now towards the line, he's under it, makes the catch, put it in the books. The Mets face only one batter over the minimum in recording their 12th shutout of the year. 10 to nothing win from the Mets over the Marlins. The Mets just got Max Scherzer back, so they're being a threat out there. Trevor Williams, seven innings, two hits, seven strikeouts, and the Mets win, and the Yankees... The Yankees still got the best record in Major League Baseball. I'm sorry, Bobby. A ground ball back to the mound. Holmes fields, throws the first in time. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. So the Yankees take the first of this four-game series. They defeated the Red Sox 6-5. to five. They still got games today, tomorrow, and Sunday. They're on Sunday Night Baseball. The Yankees, the first team to 60 wins this season. And the Dodgers, they're the ones with the best record on the other league, on the National League. And now Betts with a shot to center field. Going back is Morrell at the wall, and Mookie Betts with a second home run of the night. Now has 20 on the year. And the Dodgers lead 5-2. to two. Mookie Betts, 65 games, 20 home runs. He's number 11 in all of Major League Baseball in that department. 10 away from the leader, Aaron Judge. I'll say this. The Dodgers, we got a closer problem. We need to get Craig Kimbrell out of there yesterday. Not today. Yesterday. Get Craig Kimbrell out of the Dodgers. I don't care if they got to pay him his contract. Put anybody in there in the closer position. Alex Vesia. He got that out that Kimbrel couldn't. My God, Dodgers, get rid of Kimbrel now. Take the loss, please. And the Padres, they won last night as well. Nothing in one. Garcia ready. Pitch to Alfaro. Hit in the air to deep left center field. That's going to win the game. Slater going back and watching. It'll bounce over the fence. A rule book double to walk it off. And Jorge Alfaro with his third walk-off hit of the year has given the Padres a 2-1 to win in 10 innings here tonight. Scary situation when Jerickson Profar earlier in the game crashed into rookie C.J. Abrams. He got carted off the field. Fortunately, it seems like he's okay. He's going to have to take some time off. But he was released from the hospital overnight. Raider Nation, thanks for hanging out with me this week. Three days out of the five here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Q Myers is next with Unnecessary Roughness from 2 to 5 in the afternoon. Check out the show and, of course, show love to everybody. Raider Nation, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I'm Harry Ruiz. Thank you to Bobby Machado for being here with me this week. We'll catch you soon. When? I don't know. But check out JT next Monday.